New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Okay, welcome back to the Site Shed for part two of this series where I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Jones from Cube Consulting. Yes, that's right. Matt Jones from Cube Consulting. We have the same name. If you missed from the last episode, we were talking about business mindset. It was a great episode. I encourage you to go back there and uh, download that podcast. And if you liked it, of course, leave a review. In this episode, we're going to be talking about pricing for profit. And um, this is going to be a very interesting episode because uh, I see it all the time. People not doing it correctly. So um, stay tuned and we're going to dive straight into that one giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Okay, welcome back to the microphone, Matt. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Excellent. No, yeah, you're welcome, mate. Thanks for thanks for joining us once again. And um, the in the last episode, of course, we spoke about our business mindset. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about pricing for profit. Um, now, this is a pretty hot topic and it's something that I see a lot pop up, you know, pops up regularly. People that trades, people that we work with that probably aren't pricing properly or they may be, you know, guessing what they should be pricing properly. Why are we talking about, why are we talking about pricing for profit as part of this series? One of the key things about pricing for profit, it's all about making sure that as a business owner, you're actually delivering enough financially, you know, to deliver your lifestyle. And it's not about what we see a lot of the time is people actually price to win jobs just to make sure that they keep busy. And you know, obviously, this leads into what we we're talking about in the previous episode, read the business mindset, is that we need to make sure that one, that when we win a job, we're making profit. We don't want to make sure that we're just winning a job to keeping things ticking over. And this is what we saw a lot to the detriment of a lot of businesses, you know, post the GFC in 08, 09 and 10, whereas a lot of you know, century old businesses that were pricing just at cost. And you know, not really having a good understanding of their of their cost structures and, and, and what they need to deliver for profit because they were just trying to uh, price to win the jobs. And unfortunately, a lot of those businesses now have gone down. And you know, when the principal contractor goes down, it takes a lot of subcontractors with them. And this is one of the, what we're passionate about because you know we've seen a lot of people go down down badly. And so it's one of those things. It's a really simple thing we can make sure that people actually price for profit. And what we're passionate about is what we talk to all business owners. You actually say it's okay to say no to a job. Say no, I'm not going to take that job. Jeez, I tell you, I tell you what, Matt. Like I've worked in companies over the years. Well, mainly in like when I was working, sort of in more of the construction, commercial field of plumbing, where we literally we'd go into those jobs pricing it at cost and hoping to make money off variations. I mean, is that a common thing these days still? Or? Yeah, no, it is a common thing. Yeah, a lot of people still try and um, try and work out, yeah, making their money on variations, which is, you know, it's rolling the dice, isn't it? Oh, completely. And when things are, you know, when things are so tight and margins are so tight, it, you know, it, it, it takes businesses down. 
And you know, we still see a lot of people, again, that we've, we've spoken to over a number of years, but they haven't really wanted to change their methodology or their thinking, and they're still struggling. Whereas the ones that get it, the ones that really buy into the pricing for profit, you know, they're the ones that are a lot more selective of which jobs to go for. They're a lot more selective of which jobs to actually quote on. So they're, what we're about is quote less, but quote more accurately, and profile those clients and the type of work that you're good at. So don't try and do things that you're not good at, that you haven't got the systems, the tools, the expertise, the team on board to do it. Because if you do it, you will lose money because it's too competitive. I mean, this was a, this was a comment that, I, I mean, now I sort of have a bit more clarity around it. Back in the day, I suppose I didn't. But, you know, the ejection that, that, that I'd get with the, the owners of the company, and I would always say, why do you bother? Well, if, you're only, if we're going in at, at cost and we're hoping to make money through things like variations, then what's the point of doing it? And the argument that we'd always get back was, well, otherwise we're not going to, we won't win the job. We won't get any work. I suppose now when I look back on that, I think, well, we probably shouldn't have done that anyway. You don't want that kind of job. But then I suppose, like from, from the owner's point of view, if that's all you know, I suppose their mentality is, well, it's better to have some work than no work. It's, what's, your, what's your take on that? Yeah, no, it, is, it is a common problem. And, and that, it, it stems back from, again, not really understanding. So with, from a pricing point of view and, and how we operate is at one, we work out exactly all your overheads for the year. In other words, what's it going to cost you on phones, insurances, vehicles? What do you as a business owner need to draw out of the business as a weekly wage? making sure we calculate that as a business owner, you're going to be paid superannuation. You know, you're factoring all the on costs. So we work out everything that's required for 12 months. We then work out then, okay, what's the desired profit? So as a business owner, if I want to draw, let's say $100,000 a year just for doing the job, okay, that's, there's no return on investment. That's just for me turning up, doing the job and getting paid superannuation where you know, I can get that if I was working for someone else, correct? So then we've got to work out, okay, as a business owner, I want to draw profit because that's my return investment. And then I want to take a 100K wage and I want to take $100,000 post-tax profit as my return investment. So therefore, then we work back up. We say, okay, if you've got all these costs and this is your profit, then and then based on your current gross profit margins, you need to be selling X amount of turnover. And that then works out to, and look, it's a bit, we've, we've got a quite a sophisticated model to break it down, but then we work out you know, how many annual leave days you want to take off. You know, we get all our, our clients to make sure they factor in that, you know what, we don't want to work any public holidays. You know what, we want to take four weeks annual leave a year. You know what, we've got to take factoring, you know, we're going to be sick for 10 days a year. We've got to factor all these days in, which then spits out an hourly rate. And that hourly rate tells us that if I charge this hourly rate every day, based on the number of hours, you know, taking into it less days lost and hours lost that we're not going to be there. And if I do that every day, then I know that, you know, if I get that, let's just say it's 100 bucks an hour, that's covering me if I'm sick. That's covering me for taking holidays. That's covering all the boys as well for taking their holidays. And ultimately, when we achieve, you know, when we hit the end of the year, that I've, I've achieved that $100,000 for me personally as a wage, but then also I've taken that profit as a return investment as a business owner. So would you say that when you know when you speak to a client about pricing for profit one of the common things that gets overlooked is a misunderstanding of you know what actually the overheads are and what they actually need to be charging to cover off on things like you said phone vehicles rent wages all that kind of stuff 100% that's the number one thing they underestimate their overheads they just think when I talk to a lot of clients they say no I've I'm across my profitability and they're very good at their direct costs and the direct costs are, you know, obviously materials, expense or subcontractors used. But when you're factoring all your overheads of running vehicles, insurances, most people, I'm saying 99% are not across it adequately. 
most people are not factoring in again in the early rate that the, as a business owner, you know, we, we're going to be away for four weeks. Each individual person is going to be away for four weeks of the year. Yep. We've got to factor in superannuation. We've got to factor in workers' compensation. So all these key things that are not factored in on the day-to-day basis because most people just look at it from a week. They go, no, I'm sweet. All I need to do, all I need to do is earn X amount this week to cover everything. But as you know, that changes quite considerably over the course of a month, a quarter, and then a year. Yeah when you know, things are happening. So most people do not get that holistic view of what's about to take place. And again, the story of their business in terms of, okay, what do I need to run to invest in my business to ensure that I achieve X amount of turnover? So, I mean, this, this, I mean, this all makes perfect sense, but then how at the end of the day can I, like, how do I ascertain whether or not my, my customers are going to be willing to pay that amount or how do I, how do I establish you know, that price when I compare it to, you know, maybe other other companies in my my competitors, for example. Well, it's a pretty simple answer to that one. This is what I say to my clients all the time because I always get that, and we always get that initial pushback. Is I I go back to the plan. So very clearly, and I just Matt, you're telling me you want to achieve you you require a hundred thousand dollars wage for the year plus superannuation, correct? Yeah, yeah. You're telling me that you want a hundred thousand dollars net profit at the end of the year, which is your return investment because you need that because you want to. You, know, you want to buy another house or you want to you know, pay off your mortgage or you want to take the family away on an overseas holiday, correct? You're telling me that's what your plan is. Yep. Therefore, would you agree, you know, we've gone through all the overheads that you need to charge out $100 now. Would you correct them that, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very clearly, if your current customers do not want to pay that much, there's two things you need to look at. Within the current market, you're talking to the wrong customers. We need to go and find and educate new customers because yep. understands, you know, most customers once you set the ceiling of what you're pricing, it's very hard to move up. Or you may need to, as a business owner, you may need to say, you know what, this is not worth my investment. I'm not going to be flogging myself for another five, 10 years, busting my ass for nothing. Yeah. And then you've got to make the hard call of going, well, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Because the numbers are there, the facts are there. If you're telling me that I can only charge $50, well, man, I'm telling you, this is, this is I can... Here's I look in my crystal ball, you're you're up for pain. You're gonna always be struggling on cash. You're never gonna get away on holidays, you're gonna be working busting your ass for 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah, I suppose that's a realization that you've just got to tackle head on, isn't it? I mean, with any business, you've just got to look at look at head on and say, Okay, well, is this actually worth it? Is this a viable is this a viable business model? Is this worth my time? Correct. And that's where again the, the, the mindset is so important. Once you get that business mindset, you start thinking like that. And you're open to thinking like that and say, okay, shit, well, as a business owner, how do I need to tweak it? Now, what we get some people to do is we, we tweak it and then we really get them to look at totally different customers or enter different markets or where there's other different opportunities to position their brand. Mm. And this hence leads on to the next episode, we'll talk about brand planning because from our, again, our belief and our methodology, you cannot start planning your brand unless you know your numbers and know exactly where your fit is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And well, so once you are, once you do understand that, then... It makes it a lot easier to diversify into other markets or to ex- expand your brand or whatever you want to do. Yeah, correct. Exactly right. Because you've really got that, that brand plan, that brand belief and that brand confidence of that this is what we do. And it's all about building that credibility because because most people, when they put a quote in, they just put a price in there and they what I call it's very sloppy. They don't educate their client of why they charge X. They just, just say, oh, here you go, there it is. I'm just going to do a job. And it's what we classify as the what. You know, most people, they just sell the what. So I'm a plumber. I've been a plumber for 50 years. I'm a you know, qualified tradesman. I've got insurances. I've got a van. And here's the price for a thousand bucks. As opposed to being educa- educating the client saying, hey, 
we're experts at this. We deliver value because we've got the best systems, the best pricing. I understand your problem is that you know it's all about being in and out. You know, you've got a high end house and you don't want to have dirt anywhere. Well, we this is what we do to you know eliminate your problem. And you know, we roll out red carpet. We turn up on time. We make sure our guys are always there. So we're actually yeah. what we're doing is we're actually selling the benefits. Well, it's not only selling the benefits, it's really educating the client to make a better buying decision. And it's actually reducing buyer risk. Whereas if I'm going, you know, if I'm reducing their risk by ticking off all these things by me as a business, identifying that I understand your problem, Mrs. Jones, better than anyone. Yeah. And then Mrs. Jones will sit back and go, geez, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's exactly, these are exactly my problems and I like those solutions. Whereas you start to wipe the price off the table. Now, there are certain markets, there are certain cultures that, you know, it's all about price, 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 and that's cool. And some people, you know, are built to deliver on those price competitive markets, which is great. But if you're all about value and all about you know, more high end solutions, then you've got to find those clients that really appreciate what you deliver. Yeah, and I suppose that pretty much answers one of the questions I did want to ask you was, you know, how, how do I change my pricing structure and not annoy my clients? But then you've pretty much answered it by saying, well, you just need to educate them better about why why you charge that much, what they're getting out of it. Correct. That's right. And and what I call about that, if you've got existing clients, you know, some of them, again, might be hesitant to me, but you just need to sit down and actually have a great, what I call, conversation with the client. Yeah. Meet with them off-site. Have a chat. Say, hey, Mr. Client, we've been working with you for the last 10 years. Awesome. Just want to make sure we continue delivering the service to you. We're gearing up our systems. We're gearing up our team to make sure that we grow with you. But to do so, we may need to look at our pricing structure and, and, and put this in place. You know, do you see value in this? So it's all about just having a good conversation with existing clients because it is harder to move an existing client. Yep. And so if I, you know, after a client comes to you and you've helped them price for profit, what are some of the areas of their life that, or the, you know, that, that improve as a result of? So one of the things is that they're not all things to all people. So they're a lot, you know, their working hours are a lot less. They've got a lot less pressure on their cash flow, so they've got cash in bank. They've got a very clear plan about what they're trying to achieve and how they're going to deliver on their personal lifestyle. So all partners and husband and wife team or, or business partners are all excited about now that they're actually in control as opposed to guessing. And so as a result of that, you know their stress is uh, a, a lot less. And again, they are totally confident that you know whatever happens in the business is up to them. They have clear accountability, clear ownership. And, but they are very confident that, no, this is what I'm about. This is my plan. And as a result, they just get excited because we're measuring all the time against what we wanted to achieve, you know, what our plan was and what we're actually delivering. And it's great when people are exceeding. And when I'm talking about exceeding, we've get, we get some people exceeding their, you know, increasing their profit from $500,000 a year to, you know, over a million dollars a year, which is pretty substantial stuff and is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, you, you're pretty happy with that. Regardless, and they said this is where part of the plan. This is where you want a your good team on board. You're a good accounts person and accountant on board to minimise that tax and come up with good tax strategies and and tax planning. So our methodology is you can't have one thing humming and the other thing falling apart. Everything needs to be working together because as business owners we work hard, and as business owners we want to make sure that we we protect our wealth and we grow our wealth. Yeah, I suppose as well. You know, like even. Even from home, like your home life would improve. I mean, if you're pricing correctly and you're and you're winning the work, then you know you're making more money and you have less financial stress at home. So, you know, even 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 from that regard, things can improve. Oh, look, that that's the number one thing. Look, ultimately, yeah. that's what we're trying to drive and improve businesses for is to take the stress off the business owner and the business owner's family. Because ultimately, my belief is that you, know, you want to be there for your kids. 
if they're growing or you want to be there for your wife or you want to be going on nice holidays. It's amazing. You know, we've seen people that have been working for you know, flat out for starting their business, you know, three, four, five years and they've never taken a holiday. Yeah. I saw one gentleman, he come to one of our training sessions and he hadn't seen the kids in like three and a half weeks. <laughs> he's working seven days a week. He, he leaves at dark, comes home at dark and he's got a young family and they're in bed when he leaves and they're in bed when he wakes up. Now, that's not sustainable. And that's not the quality of what we can be. Again, he was stuck in that trading mindset of just work, 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 as opposed to take a breath, step back, let's get a plan, let's understand who we are and where we need to go to. Yeah, and I suppose that that's, ties in very strongly to, to the last episode when we were talking about mindset, you know, evaluating actually what's important and what you want to get out of it more often than not, you know, working seven days a week and never seeing your family. Yeah, no, that's, that's not what we're about. Yeah. Okay, so are there any typical tools or techniques that you recommend for the people can use to do this, or is this all part of the, I suppose that that matrix that you've that you guys have uh, developed? Yeah, it's part of our our cube, you know, my business forecaster, where yeah, it's quite detailed. And you know, in terms of pricing, the, the first point to start, which is often the hardest, is to really work out what is it costing you. And you know, yeah. for a lot of people, you've got to go through your bank statements or your credit card statements, see all the direct debits that's coming out. You know, you're paying five bucks here, ten bucks here, twenty bucks here, but it all adds up. It all adds up. But yeah, no, look, that's one of our key, the key base tools and part of our methodologies is our pricing tool within the the Cube Business Forecaster. I mean, I suppose even from a for listeners out there, you know, in order to get a bit of a, a bit of clarity over, uh, you know. Over, over finance, I mean, you can always use, I suppose, programs like zero accounting where you can, you know, every every payment that comes through the business, you need to reconcile and justify just so you get a bit of an overhead as to, uh, an overview as to what you're actually spending money on and where you might be able to tighten things up a bit. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. It's um, one of those things which part of our program, we we can't do a lot of the things and a lot of our recommendations strategies without having the, the real you know, up-to-date data in there. So we always, you know, we recommend zero or more to be totally up to speed uh, because that then, you know, we put in our budgets in there. That's how we compare exactly what we want to achieve to how we're actually going. And like you said, yep. yeah, that rec- bank reconciliation, you know, who's paying us? Who do we need to pay? You know, who, who owes us money? Who do we need to chase up? So they're, they're all critical, you know, financial tools and financial sort of, you know, strategies that need to be put in place to on a weekly, daily basis. Um, sorry, weekly, daily, and monthly basis. Yeah, and uh, and those programs as well. They also give you a lot of overview as to profit and loss, and you know things like that. Statements that you can pretty much create at the push of a button, which is handy. Hundred percent. The, the one thing I say about that is the old you know shit in, shit out. So you got to make sure that you you set up detailed chart of accounts. You know, making sure that you're categorizing your sales, your cost of sale, and all your overhead, so it's detailed. Yeah. So you get that level of detail of reporting ongoing, especially yeah. Uh, as a business owner, we want to look back, you know, one year, two years, three years, ten years of how we've how we've gone, you know, what costs have gone up, what costs have gone down, what type of market have we increased sales on, what's you know, what's declining. So the only way to do that is to have the right, good, true, uh, detailed chart of accounts. Yeah, beautiful. So have we missed anything there? No, look, I think the key thing there is, from a business point of view, one of the the, the number one things that we tell people is best decision you can make often is saying no to a job. Yeah, right. Don't rush in, just say no because. I prefer to go broke on the beach rather than go broke, you know, working for someone that I'm losing money on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, my takeaways from that would be, you you know, you must be making profit and always go into business, you know, you need to make profit to be sustainable. Understand your overheads is, is paramount. So, you know, really sit down and analyze what your actual costs are. What are you spending money on monthly, weekly? Is it programs, tools, 
vehicles, rent, rent, wages, electricity, whatever it is, like just understand what you're actually spending money on so you can establish that correct price point. Don't underestimate your overheads. Yes. <laughs> They're often a lot, a lot greater than what you think they might be. Correct. And just know your numbers, keep in control. So don't don't pull the wool over your eyes there, although you might not might not always be pleasant to look at them, but you know, just just be honest with yourself and you know, don't don't shy away from it. No, so you, you need to be aware of it, you need to be able to interpret the numbers and yeah, you know, and be confident in those numbers, especially when it comes to pricing, that you know what, if as a business owner, if I don't get this level of pricing, then I may as well not be in business. Yeah. I may as well go work for someone else, less stress, just work forty hours a week, guaranteed pay, guaranteed four weeks holiday, guaranteed superannuation. All right, great. Well, look, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Um, unless there's anything else that you wanted to add, Matt? No, I think we've covered it well there, Matt. Thank you. Beautiful. Okay, so um, that wraps up episode two of this series. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about brand planning, which of course ties into the last two episodes. Thanks again, Matt, for stopping by, and we look forward to tuning into that next one. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. So if you haven't already, head across to the siteshed.com and register for our Toolbox Talks where you'll be regularly sent great episodes just like this straight to your inbox so you'll never miss one. Uh, If you want to join the community, you can head across to the siteshed.com forward slash members where for a small monthly fee, you'll get access to regularly updated training material as well as access to our forum where you can mingle and collaborate with trade-based business owners just like you from all over the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head across to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, and it helps us spread the word and reach the masses. Likewise, if you know anyone that might benefit from the content we create, then please go ahead and share this with them. You've been listening to Toolbox Talks by The Site Shed. For more great content just like this, head across to thesiteshed.com and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.